Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee. Today we have Amy Dumont. She is the owner of Jupiter Learning Community, which is a homeschool hybrid co-op right here in Jupiter, Florida. Let's go ahead and get started. And um, Amy, could you tell us a little bit about your background in education and um, how you got to open up this education program? Okay, well, that actually entails a lot, but <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Um, so, yeah, I've been working in the field of education um, on and off my entire life. I've got about 20 years in, in some capacity. Um, I wanted to be a teacher forever. So, I started working with kids when I was still a kid. <laughs> it was one of those people where I worked in the, the nursery at our church, and I was a camp counselor, and I taught Bible clubs, and I babysat, and all of those things. And then when I, it was time to decide what I wanted to do after high school, um, I had already predetermined that I was going to be a teacher. So I got my degrees in elementary and early childhood education, and I... Um, Later on, picked up my certificate in gifted education as well, and I have taught. For, I've I've taught first grade all the way through seventh grade. I've done pull out for gifted. Um, I worked as an education director at Sylvan Learning Center and moved up to an area director there. So that's where I got my hands into curriculum development for the first time. Later, I was blessed in, to be taken under the wing of my mentor to do curriculum development for gifted education, which was just a really great experience for me. And like I said, I've just, I've always wanted to teach. So I've taught public school, private school, small homeschool groups. I founded a nonprofit, anything that allows me to, to speak and work with people. So wow, that's really cool. That's, <laughs> I know when I met you, I just knew you had such a heart and a passion for children oh, and it really you. shows on what you're doing. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. So what led you to opening? Um, well, I guess, tell us a little bit about what you do. You, you run the Jupiter Learning Community Center. Mm -hmm. so, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So Jupiter Learning Community is really a culmination of a few things. Um, there was a time where I did um, homeschool pods, which I know are a big thing now. They weren't at the time, and it was actually considered odd <laughs> to have children come to your house for learning um, if, if you didn't have children, which I don't. So I, I started having homeschool pods in my, my home. I also went and, and was teaching at, in, all kinds of activities, all kinds of educational activities at the beach, at the park, anywhere I could have them. And that was, um, like I said, I had founded a nonprofit. So it was putting my heart for helping kids to deal um, with domestic violence and learn to avoid domestic violence. Um, that's the nonprofit side of it. But the best way to reach kids is really through building their self-confidence and educating them and helping them to find who they are and their true selves. So it all really went hand in hand, my passion for reaching kids and, and stopping domestic violence before it starts, you know, paired with my passion for teaching. So that all went together. And 
I was kind of all over the place doing that. And I really wanted to see it be something more. Uh, obviously, this whole COVID pandemic really gave that an adrenaline shot. So there was a need for this alternative education and um, Jupiter Learning Community was born. And, you know, it's it's been through its, its bumps and bruises through this first year, but I feel like right now we're really in such a good place where we're able to provide education through a co-op we're you know we're set up as a co-op meaning all of our students are homeschoolers but we're not your typical co-op that only meets you know a few times a week or is parent-led or parent volunteers Um, all of us are educators and teachers that wanted a better environment for our students to learn in and so it gives us the flexibility to do that it's run a little bit like a private school but is has that flexibility of homeschooling which is really cool cool. yeah yeah and it's a drop-off program it is a drop-off program yep we are there monday through friday five days a week but we have students that come two days three days or five days and and you drop them off in the morning come pick them up in the afternoon and we do all the things like i said that you would find in a quote-unquote normal school where we have all of the academic programs at language arts math science social studies health all of the above. And we've also been blessed, especially the second half of the year, to have offer PE, music, art, nature classes, gardening. We do field trips. We do special days like Science Day, Health Day. Um, Really want to give kids as many experiences as we can, um, but still look to the standards to guide us in our curriculum and our, you know, all of our lessons. But we are able to do small groups and are able to really meet the kids where they are. So, you know, if they're struggling in one area, but advanced in another, they can be advanced in that area and move forward while still building foundational skills in the area that maybe isn't as, you know, easy for them. That's so good. And that's kind of what I wanted to get to next. Um, have you seen families who've joined that their children are learning better or differently rather than being in the school that they were previously with your education environment? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I was literally would just telling you that I was running late because I was in the parking lot talking to a parent at the end of the day. And our whole conversation was how well her child was thriving in our environment. And I, I'm not, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm, talking highly of myself because it's definitely a team effort, but being able to have small groups and be able to have teachers that are passionate about teaching and differentiating and they're passionate about kids excelling in a way that they can, you know, just looking at each child like a puzzle and finding what works best for them. So you might look at a child and and they might be ADD or ADHD or ASD or, um, you know, they they might have dyslexia or dysgraphia or any number of things, or they might just be like I was as a kid. I mean, I'm definitely ADD, but I, you know, I was not diagnosed and I just, I hated being locked in a classroom all day. I wanted to get up and move. I was more artistic and, you know, that was, I didn't fit into that box that they wanted to put us in. 
And I get to see these kids who started off the year with us and you would see the frustration. They would give up. You'd have the meltdowns or the crying or the, I'm stupid or I can't do this or I'm a bad reader. I'm bad at math. All these negative things that they would say and do and just watching them blossom into kids that love learning. And it's just really awesome. It speaks volumes as to, I personally, what I think is missing in our education system today. Oh, that's such a good point. I know we've talked previously about you, um, families coming to you with a child who has a really big file. I forget Mm -hmm. the name of what they're called. Oh, like the IEP? Uh, The IEP file. Yeah. And they come to you with this large IEP file and they're kind of hopeless. The parent is. And I just know that you, you are offering a place for that child. And I feel like um, that's such a needed thing in our community. So could you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I think first and foremost is one of the things that we talked to all of our kids about. And then I talked to my parents about is that, you know, we're all different we are all individual, beautiful people. And some of us might, you know, have be autistic. Some of us might struggle with dyslexia or have short attention spans or whatever the diagnosis is that we've been given or not given or that society has told us that we hold to. And IEPs are really the school system's way of addressing a problem that they can't address in, you know, the confines of how the the school systems work. And I mean, I'm not downplaying anything. They've moved mountains to help these children, but they have a lot of kids that have a lot of different needs. And it's really hard to meet those needs in a classroom with 20 plus kids that are grouped by age and grade instead of by ability. And so what I have seen happen is that when you have a child that isn't handling school well for whatever their reason is, um, they get diagnosed. They get an IEP written to give them ways in which to work around the issue that they're dealing with. So it might give them more time or alternative seating or time with the counselor or, you know, some kind of therapy that might very well be be needed. And, you know, that's something we aren't able to provide, um, you know, being a small group. We can't give students occupational therapy or speech therapy. Um, but the school system creates this IEP so that it can provide what they call services for these children so that they can function in the box that they've been put in. And often when I look at these IEPs, I just see a kid that needs extra help or needs alternative help. And so when you have a situation like ours where the kids are in very small groups, the curriculum is individualized, you build those relationships with those kids at this microscopic level. You know, I, I talk to my parents all the time. I see the kids every day. I have heart to heart conversations with them and we're allowed to do that because we're not under the confines of a certain system that 
those IEPs just kind of go out the window. All those things like extra time on a test or alternative seating or ability to have a stress ball or to be able to take a time out when needed. I mean, that's just automatically built into our day for all of our kids. So they don't need an IEP to have access to those. So those stresses of, is my kid getting the services they need just kind of melt away because our entire goal is about giving your child the services that they need. And if we can't give them, then we're going to help you find somewhere that can. Right. That's so wonderful because it really allows freedom in education. It does. For both the student and also the teacher. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing. And when you have teachers that have freedom to teach and are happy doing their thing, it really opens up a world of opportunity for what your classroom looks like. And I just, you know, to me, I, it's funny because sometimes I forget, which I know this sounds crazy, but it's like, I, you know, I started this, right? This is, this is like my, my baby per se, but I'm still a teacher there. And it's like every once in a while, even I have to be reminded, hey, oh, I can do this different because I can. And that's just such a gift as a teacher. Oh, yeah. And especially me as a homeschool mom, that's a gift because I have to remember I can do it different or my child is different than traditional schools. Absolutely. We all have to take that moment. We've been programmed. Yeah. (laughs) We know the answers according to what we've been told our whole life. But the reality is there are so many other ways to do things. And you have that opportunity when you homeschool. That's really cool. So speak to that parent whose child is not fitting in the box that they currently have them in. They're struggling. Maybe they're failing or maybe they've been diagnosed with some sort of, um, what do you call it? Just anything. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to encourage that parent to say, jump in, you can do this, take your child out of school or homeschool or alternative education options that are there? Well, you know, they're really, there has never been a better time. And I say that with all confidence because you know, again, we have all been raised in an education system that has been around for decades. And there hasn't been that much that has changed in that education system. Um, In the fact that, you know, we all come at a certain time and you go to this class and you go to that class. And again, it's like if you're, you know, if you're this age, then you belong in this grade. And, and it doesn't matter if you're ready for that grade or not, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if you're, you're, you're ready for math or multiplication. If you're in third grade, that's what you're going to learn. And if you can't keep up, then they're going to look at what, what's the reason, what's holding you back. And then sometimes the reason is simply that the kid just isn't ready. Um, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time, my students, just a, a squirrel moment, but I, I tell them all the time that I didn't learn multiplication until I was in fifth grade. And to to this day, and I actually kind of razzed my teacher about this when I was in my 20s, I ran into him and I'm like, I still remember when you put me in detention on my birthday because I couldn't do the multiplication test fast enough. And I was in fifth grade. And now we're asking our third graders to memorize multiplication facts. And we're asking our fifth graders to learn what most of us probably didn't learn until we were in middle school or high school. And we keep putting more and more pressure on kids and often forget that 
their kids um, and that they're humans. They're, they're little humans. You know, none of us operate the same way. If you work in an office or even if you don't, you know, you just look around at your, your group of people that you spend time around, each and every one of those people are different. We all do things differently. We read a certain way. We write a certain way. We do math differently. Some of us need a calculator. Some of us can do it in our heads. Some of us need to scratch it out on paper. But with kids, we put all of them in the same room and we say, hey, you all need to do it this way. This is the way you do it. Learn it. You need to be able to know this because why? Because you have a test? Because you're not going to be passed on to the next grade? because the school won't get funding. It doesn't matter what the reasons are. We take them all and we put them literally in a box, a classroom and say, this is the expectation for you. So if you're a parent and you see that your child just doesn't fit in that, that particular scenario, which a lot of them just simply don't for various, various reasons, myriad of reasons, it's, this is really the time where you have more options than you've ever had before because not only do we live in in florida and in a county in particular where homeschooling is you know highly thought of um we, there's a huge homeschool community there's a number of programs out there uh, but those programs are all over the place so no matter what your family's needs are, you have options. And some people choose to go to private school. Some people can't afford to go to private school or don't like the idea of it. But all of us have the opportunity to look at alternative options and find something that's available to us. It might be a small neighborhood pod led by a teacher. It might be something like our organization where we kind of are, you know, we offer everything on a five day a week program. Um, or it might be something where you drop off once a week or where you contribute in homeschool, you know, like many of the homeschool co-ops in this area. Or maybe you have the opportunity to stay home and teach your kids, but you have that opportunity. And as long as you look to that community and get some guidance and work with your kids and, and you could really set them up to be successful in a way that many kids just aren't experiencing in today's education system. So true. Thank you for that. Now let's focus on next year. What are you guys up to for either the summer or next year? How would people join your communities, um, your learning communities? So we are actually offering a summer program. It's going to be an extension of our school year, meaning that we'll run for eight weeks um, with, and it, we're going to have theme-based weeks. So theme-based pro learning projects, art, crafts, free time, board games, outside play. Um, but all of that will be, you know, some education so they don't lose their footing. We'll still be reading and doing stories and having writing, but in a fun project way. Um, what I think is different about our program is that we're offering a flexible payment plan, which means that instead of having to sign up for a particular week or particular weeks, you, we have more of a punch card system. So you can purchase anywhere from five to um, 40 days 
and you can use those days however you like over the course of eight weeks. So we will be here in Jupiter. It'll be both indoor and outdoor. And if you buy five days, you could come once a week for five weeks or you could come five days straight. Same thing with if you do, you know, 30 or 40 days, you can pick and choose your days and drop off. Um, and next year, we're really excited because not only have we gotten our first full year under our belt, and I feel like, you know, worked out all the kinks, <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're really, you know, in our, in our flow right now, and we have an amazing team and um, are actually going to be opening a second location in West Palm Beach. So super excited that we will have two locations going. Um and providing, you know, the same thing that we're doing this year. Um, our num our hours next year will be nine to three, and we'll also have before care and after care um, available to parents who need it. And again, all the academics, the fun, the field trips, and I anticipate a lot more because we didn't get any of that started till January. So, like I said, I'm super mm -hmm. excited about next year because I feel like yeah. <laughs> a lot more we, is going to open up for us. Yeah, we know exactly which way we're going. So a lot more opportunity for yeah. for fun and learning. That's really cool. I'm so excited for Palm Beach County to have the opportunity to have your education center here. Oh, thank you. And I'm, I'm just um, looking excited. forward to what comes in your future there. So. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> and if you, if people do want any information, if I could throw out our web address. Um, we are on Facebook. Just look up Jupiter Learning Community, and um, you can do, go to jupiterlearningcommunity.com, and that has everything that you need for um, pricing, photos, you know, everything that we're up to, you can find between those two things, and you can also reach me through that. Um, so I'm Amy, and... I'm the person that answers the phone. So <laughs> if you have, all I, I'm all over the place. So yes, I'm that person. But, um, you know, you can email, text, call, whatever. And I'll be happy to answer any questions. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I look forward to having you back on. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. I'm excited about where our whole county is going. Honestly, it's a lot of good has come out of, out of, some negative stuff so super yeah. excited <laughs> totally agree well thank you so much thank you autumn bye-bye